particularly the evangelists, prophetess, Janada Yeboah. Let us welcome her as she presents the unadulterated word of God, anointed, powerful word. Where you say, Pastor, are you not preaching anymore? I'm on vacation. I'm on vacation. Oftentimes, you, you know, you got to pass on the baton and let God use people. So uh, if I'm not there, she has all the capability, the anointing to run the affairs of language for months. Hallelujah. But uh, uh, hopefully, God willing, God is preparing, preparing me for coming next Sunday. I'll mm-hmm. come back. And I'm coming with a powerful word, dealing with artists. Dealing with artists, so get ready. And I present unto you no other than First Lady Evangelist Prophetess Junada Yaboa. Let's welcome her as she brings the word of God this morning. Amen. Well, thank you. you for that beautiful introduction, Pastor Daniel. It is a blessing to be here, and I'm, I'm glad you'll be back on your post next week. Yes, Amen. yes, I've enjoyed myself. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> well. Sir. The vacation's over. Amen. Yeah, it is over. Yes. Well, God bless everyone. It's a blessing to be here today as we partake of the word of God. As we go forth in our physical food, we need to partake of our spiritual food as well because both are so essential for our growth. Amen. Amen. Well, let us um, do a brief prayer before we dive into the word of the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word that will be going forth today. Yes. We thank you for everyone that is viewing this broadcast live and the rebroadcast. Yes. We thank you for the mighty thing that you're doing in and through everyone's life that yes. is watching, Father. We thank you for your divine favor shifting your people onto their rightful places, yes. Father. We thank you for destro- destroying double-mindedness. We thank oh, you yeah. for destroying distractions and hindrances in the way of your people. We glorify your name. We ask that you anoint the words that come out of my mouth, Father. I decrease that you may increase. And we give you all the glory and the honor. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Well, amen. The last couple of weeks, we have been talking about bringing down the walls of Jericho. Yes. And then we went forward to taking the limits off of God, not allowing your situations and your circumstances to make you doubt and limit God's mighty power yes. to deliver you. These two weeks, we have been focusing on the mind because the thoughts that we allow to come in our mind, they, they, they determine our destiny and those thoughts determine if we will walk in victory or if we will walk in defeat glory be to god pastor daniel can you read proverbs chapter 23 verse 7 it says proverbs 23 7 says for as he thinketh in his heart so is he as he thinketh in his heart so is he amen and then we're going to migrate to second corinthians chapter 2 verses 14 through 16. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verses 14 to 16. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and make it manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. I love that scripture. Thanks be unto God. Who sometimes no, who always yes, causes yes, us to glory, triumph. Glory, I love glory, that glory scripture. If you're looking for a scripture to stand on in times of Amen. difficulty, that is an excellent one to stand on. Thanks be unto God who always 
causes us to triumph. Oh, glory be to God. So in this season, as you are waiting on the favor of God to move on your behalf, as, as you are waiting on God to move obstacles out of your way, it is so important that we focus on the thoughts and the actions that we take in this season as they are positioning us for our breakthrough. This is not the season, just to put a little, a little bonus on this. This is not the season to be second guessing yourself. This is not the season for pity parties. This is not the season to allow procrastination to hinder you. God is mandating you to go forth. This is not the season to sit back and procrastinate. And this is not the season to question if your best friend is coming along with you. This is not the season to question if the people in your camp are coming with them with you. Why? Because God is calling you and not them. God is calling you and not them. Glory be to God. Pastor Daniel, can you read Matthew chapter 22, verse 14? Matthew chapter 22, verse 14 says, for many are called, but few are chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. Yes. So some people might be wondering, why is it that these people are going forth in this? Why is it that they're going forth in their destiny? Because they were called and they accept the calling on their life. And that is why they are chosen. Amen. Amen. You can't be chosen unless you, unless you be a yes onto the things of God. When God is calling you, it's like a shifting that's taking place on the inside of you. It's like a tug of war for the good. Now the tug of war is for the good because you're like, I gotta get better. I gotta move to this calling because God is calling you and that calling is greater than your flesh. That calling is greater than that doubt. That calling is greater than your insecurity. So therefore it's like, I gotta, I I gotta get there. Oh, glory be to God. We are going to migrate onto, um, our title today. What are we focusing on today? I want to focus on who and what is the lot in your life. Who and what is the lot in your life? And Pastor Daniel, if you can read Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 5. Let's go to the word of the Lord. Since Genesis chapter uh, 12, verse 1 to 5, mm-hmm. it says, I will make you into the Lord has said to Abraham, mm-hmm. go from your country, your people, and your father's household mm-hmm. to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whosoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old. When he set out from Haran, he took his wife Sarah, his nephew Lord, all the possessions they had accumulated, and the and the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Am I am I done? Okay, you can continue on now. So Abraham went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Mm-hmm. Okay, right? Mm-hmm. And Abraham was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. Mm-hmm. He took his wife Sarah, his nephew Lot, 
all the possession they had accumulated and the people they had acquired in Haran. Mm -hmm. And they set out for the land of Canaan and they arrived there. Amen. And then if you can go ahead and read Genesis chapter 13, verses 14 through 17. So Genesis chapter 13, verses 14 to 17. It says, The Lord said to Abraham, Abraham, mm -hmm. after the Lord had parted from him, Look around from where you are to the north and south, to the east and west. All the land that you see, I will give to you and your offspring. Forever, I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth, so that if anyone could count the dust, then your offspring could be counted. Glory be to God. It has been noted that Abraham was a great man of faith, an unshakable man of faith that just decided to be a yes for the things of God. But God had to deal with the lot in Abraham's life Hallelujah. that would have hindered him from moving in his fullest potential. Amen. Abraham was a loyal man of God that valued his family and honored the Lord. You see, in the book of Genesis chapter 12, we find that God has given Abram instructions to go forth. He said, I'm going to make your name great. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless those that bless you and curse those that curse you. Yes. I want you to go forth. But he said, I want you to get away. And in the midst of it all, they were in a famine. Mm -hmm. And Abraham, Abram at that time, found himself going to Egypt. Yes. Let's put a coin in the meter right there. In the midst of God's precious promises, Abram found himself in an uncomfortable situation, which made him quite fearful because he felt he had to lie to Pharaoh so that he could be granted favor concerning his wife, who was so beautiful. When we are being put in an uncomfortable situation, when we find ourselves in a, a situation where we are fearful, it is so important that we rely on the wisdom of God to get us out of that situation. But despite it all, God was faithful. Abraham yes. took the situation into yes. his own hands, but God indeed was faithful and granted Abram favor. Yes. But one thing we have to realize is God does not need a, a, an assistant when it comes to your deliverance. My uh, God, God yeah. does not need anyone to help him with your victory because yes. he is God all by himself. Can you say faithful? Can you say faithful? Even when we make bad decisions, even when we don't even consult, God. He has yes. the mighty power to turn every unfavorable situation Hallelujah. around in our favor. Amen. God is so faithful even when we are hard-headed and decide that we want to do our own thing. Yes. So here Abram is once again with his family going to another place. And many times when God is calling us to a new place, he's calling us to a greater anointing. Yes. He's calling us to greater blessings. Yes. And he will allow a little bit of trouble to stir up in relationships sometimes. Yeah. A, little bit of, uh, a little bit of agitation. Because if he doesn't agitate that, that relationship, you'll stay stuck. And you'll never move forth yes. into certain things in life. And in verse 8, we see that Abram and Lot had to separate to eliminate confusion and eliminate contentment amongst them and their crews. Amen? Yeah. So in Genesis chapter 13, um, verses 14 to 7, it says, The Lord said to Abraham, Abram, after Lot had parted from him, look around from where you are to the north and south, to the east and west, and all the land that you see, I will give you and your offspring forever. I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth so that if anyone could count the dust, 
then your offspring could be counted. My oh, God, God is you. so amazing. You see, God began to speak after Lot left. Lot had to leave in order for God to continue speaking unto Abram because Lot was a distraction onto Abram. What distractions are hindering you from moving forth into your purpose this morning? You know, when we have a lot in our life, they come with a lot of distractions. When we have a lot in our life, they come with a lot of hindrances. When we have a lot in our life, they come with a lot of drama. And once you get rid of that lot in your life, any distraction in your life, you'll be able to move forward with the things of God. Listen to this. Distractions draw us away from God where the presence of the Lord draws us closer. Mm -hmm. I'll say that one more time. Distractions draws us away from the Lord, but the presence of the Lord draws us closer. Pastor Daniel, can you read 1 Samuel chapter 15 and 22? 1 Samuel chapter 15 Mm -hmm. verse 22 says, And Samuel said, have the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey mm. is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. Well, My goodness, it's better than sacrifice. Sacrificing thousands of yes. dollars or anything else. Obedience. To obey. Obedience. To obey the word of God. It's better than sacrifice. My God. Ooh. Whereas we are supposed to be on fire for the things of God, sometimes and many times and a lot of times, distractions make us lukewarm. The best description of lukewarm is desiring, uh, I think the women can understand me here and some men possibly, desiring to take a nice hot bubble bath and get in the water and it's lukewarm. That mm-hmm. is just disrespectful. And it's just an insult to get in the water thinking it's going to be nice and hot. And it is lukewarm. Mm-hmm. It's devastating. Distractions draw us away from the Lord by means of pride, culture, our fleshly desires, and so much more. If we're going to focus on 1 Samuel chapter 10 and verse 8. First Samuel chapter 10 verse is it go down ahead of me to Gilgal. Mm-hmm. I will surely come down to you to sacrifice burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. Mm-hmm. But you must wait seven days until I come to you and tell you what you are to do. Mm-hmm. Wait seven days. Wait seven days. That's quite an instruction. That's an instruction. Wait seven days until I come to you and tell you what you are to do. Pastor Daniel setting us up because we just heard an instruction here from the prophet Samuel to Saul. So now we're going to see the meat of what happened here. Amen. Amen. We're going to read first Samuel chapter 13 verses six through 15. Now listen carefully to see what happens here. It's first Samuel chapter 13 verse six to 15. Mm-hmm. The Israelite army realized that they were Outnumbered and were going to lose the battle. Mm. Some of the Israelite men hid in caves or mm. in clumps of bushes, and some ran to places where they could hide among large rocks. Mm. Others hid in tombs or in deep dry pits. Still, others went to God and Gilead on the other side of the Jordan River. Saul stayed at Gilgal. Mm-hmm. His soldiers were shaking with fear. Shaking. And they were starting to run off and leave him. 
Saul waited there seven days, just as Samuel had ordered him to do. But Samuel did not come. Mm. Finally, Saul commanded, bring me some animals so we can offer sacrifices to please the Lord and ask for his help. Saul killed one of the animals, and just as he was placing it on the altar, Samuel arrived. Wow. Mm -hmm. Saul went out to welcome him. What have you done? Samuel asked. Wow. Saul answered, My soldiers were living in all directions, and you didn't come when you were supposed to. <laughs> the Philistines were gathered at Mitchmash, and I was worried that they would attack me here at Gilgal. Mm -hmm. I had not offered a sacrifice to ask for the Lord's help, so I forced myself to offer a sacrifice on the altar fire. That was stupid, Samuel said. You didn't obey the Lord your God. Mm. If you had obeyed him, someone from your family would always have been king of Israel. But no, you disobeyed, and so the Lord won't choose anyone else from your family to be king. In fact, he has already chosen the one he wants to be the next leader of his people. Then Samuel left Gilgal. Part of Saul's army had not deserted him, and he led them to Gibeah in Benjamin to join his other troops. Then he counted them and found that he still had 600 men. Wow. So here, Prophet Samuel had clearly gave Saul instructions. He said, wait seven days. And the deal was that Saul and his army was to wait for Prophet Samuel so that they can offer a sacrifice before going to war. Hmm. Because of Saul's impatience and his need to do something to appeal his flesh and also to satisfy his men, because you see that the people were leaving him. They were yeah. running. They were scared. They were scared. They were just like, this is just too much for us. And Saul, who was so used to being in control, he was so authoritative. He wanted to go ahead and offer the sacrifice. After all, is Samuel even coming after all? I don't think he's coming. So let me go ahead and help um, Prophet Samuel out. Saul was too busy looking at his men becoming double-minded and trying to leave him hanging that he said, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and take this matter yes. into my own hands. Does that sound like you today? God said he was going to deliver your husband. He was going to visit your marriage on July 25th. July 25th at 12 a.m., you said, I'm out of here. I'm packing my bags. I'm gone because you're never going to change. What is wrong with you? <laughs> but the day has just begun. You you didn't even let God finish the course of the day. But but even if it 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 it, it, it don't come at the right time, you have to wait still. Even though it tires, wait. Even though it tires, wait. For what God has spoken will come to pass. Wait. And that's a problem that many have is waiting because we're so in we're so used to being in control 
of our lives that we feel that God, sometimes he may drop the ball, but God never drops the ball. He is always on time. Glory be to God. And you decide to be like Saul and take the situation into your own hands. But I come to let you know that God is all powerful. And if he said he's going to do something, indeed he will do it. It's just that we have to realize that God's ways are not like our ways. His thoughts are not like our thoughts. So your definition of 12 a.m. of the 25th is much different from God's definition of when he's going to come. So you have to be still and know that he is God. So back to the story, just as, as Saul finished the sacrifice, Samuel arrived and said, what did you do? This is just my paraphrase, my paraphrase version. What did you do? You have not even kept the command of the Lord that I gave you. You just went ahead and did what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And now you have jeopardized everything the Lord was about to do for yes. you because of your impatience. My right. God, sometimes our impatience can mess up. It's a tool for the devil to use. Impatience is a weapon the devil uses. Mm. To hinder our blessings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it is. And you know, um, the Bible says in Second Chronicles twenty twenty, it says, believe and trust in the Lord your God and you will be established. Believe and trust in his prophets and you will succeed. See, that's where Saul messed up at. He did not take the word of the prophet that went forth and gave him a specific instruction to wait on him. And therefore he became anxious. Could it be that God was trying to teach Saul humility? Could it be that God was trying to teach Saul submission and patience to wait on him during this trying time in his life that he was so anxious because of what he saw was going on around him? You see, all over this world right now, people are searching for something. They're searching for peace. They're searching for comfort. They're looking for riches and title and peace and love and so many things. The problem is when we don't have the patience to wait on the Lord. The problem is when we think we can tweak the instructions a little bit because Saul said you know what he did say wait seven days so indeed in seven days so let me go ahead and and let me let me go ahead and help prophet Samuel so we can go ahead and go to war but the problem is he did not wait the entire time he went in prematurely beware of making spontaneous decisions in this season and trying to semi obey God. Beware of when you begin to chase after your dreams and your goals and try to try to please men around you rather than abiding by the command that the Lord has given you. You know what, Pastor Daniel, this is the time that everyone should be in church right now. Amen. There's no reason why people cannot be in church right now because it's online all over the world. There's pastors and men and women of God going forth with the word of the Lord. But people still can't find time to go to church in this pandemic and it's online. They still can't find time to go and pay their tithes and offerings. They still can't find time to read their Bible and seek forth the precious promises of the Lord. Oh, God, have mercy on us. And right now, everyone should be taking this time to grow closer to the Lord. It should be a yearning and a thirsting to grow closer to to the Lord. So beware when you feel yourself slipping away from the things of God. Beware when you find yourself not even have time to watch online church in this season when you can watch the replay. 
You can watch the replay, but you don't have time to go to church. Oh, glory be to God. Have you noticed this nation has has hit this deadly pandemic? And right now should be the time that everyone should be repenting and seeking the face of the Lord and asking the Lord to have mercy on this nation. Seeking the face of the Lord in this season. Pastor Daniel, can you read Revelation chapter 3, verse 15 through 17? Revelation chapter 3, verse 15 to 17 says, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. Mm-hmm. I wish you were either one or the other. Mm-hmm. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, mm. I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. You say I'm rich, I have acquired wealth, and do not need a thing. Mm. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, mm. and naked. Mm. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can become rich and white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness and serve to put on your eyes so you can see. It's time to return wow. back onto the Lord. It's time to stop being lukewarm. It's time to let go of any lot in your life that is hindering you from going forth. Because a lot of times we can have a lot in our life and God is saying, let them go. And we're holding on to them like this because we don't want to let them go because of who they serve to be in our life. Well, you know, oftentimes the lot in your life satisfies your your flesh. Mm. Anything that is a lot satisfies your flesh. Mm. And, and then that have an impact on your soul. Mm-hmm. But God is dragging you away from your Lord so you will receive the salvation of your soul. Mm-hmm. Because two forces that are battling mm-hmm. over our soul, mm-hmm. God and that of the devil. Mm-hmm. So God said, leave this Lord. Oh my God. And as you are preaching on this topic, Lord, Lord is anything that hinders you from getting close to God. Oh God. Or the glory of God shining in your life. Anything that hinders that, it's a lot. Mm. So it might be bad friends, it might be bad relatives, it mm. might be you know something you are addicted to, it might be some bad friends. Mm. But God, Abraham obeyed, and what did he do? He parted and said, you... Lord, he gave Lord the rich part of the land. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see what Abraham did? Mm-hmm. He said, for nobody should say that I've cheated you. Mm. You take the richest part of the land mm-hmm. and move over there. Mm-hmm. And he took the poor part of the land. But God blessed him because the blessings of the Lord make us rich and ask no sorrow. So this section of um, Revelation chapter 12, verse 15 to 17, it draws really a point because most people think they are blessed. Most people think I live in a beautiful house. I'm mm-hmm. driving a beautiful car. I have a good job. But deep down inside your soul, you are not happy. Oh, Jesus. You are not happy. You have problems that your money and your wealth and your riches cannot answer. Mm-hmm. That is why we have actors and actresses killing themselves. Suicide. There was one person, a, a, a producer, that inherited wealth from the, the father mm-hmm. and went into real estate worth billions of dollars. But a week, last month, 
I forgot what that name is. He committed suicide in his 50. What will make somebody that rich worth billions of dollars to commit suicide at the age of 50? 55, I believe. <clears throat> I look for that name. They had a whole lot of money. Mm. But you see, all this do not answer to some questions we have about life. That, that dealing with the things that are <clears throat> happening in the subterranean chambers of our soul, deep down our soul, it takes the hand of God, the glory of God to step in and snatch us out of it. Go ahead, First Lady. Sorry I love that. that. No, no, no. Thank <coughs> you. Thank you. Amen. So it's time to return back onto the Lord. It's time to give the Lord our life and say, Lord, I'm tired of doing things my way. I have riches. I have wealth. I have everything I need, but I just don't have peace. Ah, I have everything I need. I just don't have peace. I don't have you in my life. Because, uh, church, because if you look at it, it says... <laughs> It, it, look 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 here uh, revelation 3 15 17 it says i, I it says you say i'm rich mm -hmm. i have acquired wealth mm -hmm. and do not need a thing but you are not reali realize that you are wretched mm. pitiful poor blind naked where in your spirit mm -hmm. in your soul mm -hmm. that is what that is describing it's a lack somewhere yeah. it's a drought yeah. somewhere yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're lacking, and you're lacking the spirit of the Lord. And this morning, we want you to come back to the Lord. It doesn't matter what you have done. It doesn't matter what walk of life you came from. The only thing is that you have a thirsting to come back to the Lord. The only thing is that you have a thirsting to accept the Lord as, as your personal Savior. You know, Psalms chapter 34, verses 15 to 16, it says, The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their cry. You know, the Lord desires to hear your cry. And whenever you cry unto the Lord, he hears you. And he's there to listen. So regardless of the situation, once you cry out to the Lord, he will bring you out. Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Return to the Lord just as you are. Confess your sins because he is faithful to forgive us of our sins. Yes. That's 1 John 1 and 9. The more you focus on your problem, the more you focus on your situation, your yes. shortcomings, the more you'll be distracted from going in the proper path. Yes. The more you commune with the Lord, the more you fellowship with the Lord, those yes. things will diminish. Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Wealth is good. Money is good. Love is good. Family is good. But what is it if you don't have the love of God? Hallelujah. What is it if you don't have the spirit of the Lord living on the inside <clears throat> of you? So spend time in prayer with the Lord. It's through prayer that the spirit of the Lord will begin to commune with you. Two, Seek the ways of the Lord in everything that you do. Put God first and he will direct your path. Three, get a journal. Begin to write down the things that the Lord has uttered unto you. Because the Bible says, write the vision and make it plain. So when distractions try to come and, and, and make you go the other way, you go back to your notepad and you begin to look at it and say, no, God, God, God didn't tell me that one. So you will cross that off the list because God didn't tell you that, but God told you this right here. And that's the word that you will stand yes. on. Amen. Amen. And four, last but not least, I want you to seek meditation. Seek meditation. Amen. The key to success is spending time in the word of God day and night. Amen. Where did I get that from? The Bible says in Joshua 1 and 8, it says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, 
but you shall read and meditate on it day and night mm -hmm. so that you can be careful to do everything in accordance to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will be successful. Oh, glory be to God. Pastor Daniel, can you pray for those that are lukewarm this morning? Yes, this morning I lift everyone watching us into the hands of the Lord. Heavenly Father, I commit everyone that is watching us. Lord, um, your word said we we claim we are rich. Mm -hmm. We claim we are successful. Mm -hmm. But you see in our spirit, in our soul, mm -hmm. and there are cracks. Mm -hmm. And you want to deal with unanswered issues. Yes. Issues in our spirit, issues in our soul, mm -hmm. issues in our heart that we are seeking answers for. Heavenly Father, I lift everyone unto you this hour that your mighty power will shine into everyone's life. Mm -hmm. Lord, release your power to break, oh Lord, the hindrances Break, oh Lord, the mountains. Break, oh Lord, the colossus, colossus that have made our hearts so so hard like stones that when your word falls, it bounces back off. You said in the book in uh, in Ezekiel that you will give us a heart of flesh of yours, your spirit. Let your spirit shine in the hearts of your people. Bring understanding in crisis, understanding in issues that we are confronted with. Lord, heal the marriage of the heart, those that are experiencing broken heart and pain, dealing with carrying baggages from the past in your heart. Let the power of the Holy Ghost locate your heart this morning and shatter and destroy in the name of Jesus. I speak peace of God into your life. You are the other hand, say, I receive I speak peace of God into your heart. Exercise your faith and respond wherever you are watching this message by I receive it in the name of Jesus. Lord, manifest yourself in your people's life this day. I stay here and receive this prayer in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I know you were blessed by that prayer. We want to hear from you. If you accepted the Lord as your personal savior, if you, if you rededicated, um, your life back onto the you, Lord. Uh, call for salvation. Or? Oh, we need to do that now. Can you do that? Pastor? Yeah, Daniel? sure. For it? Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. So as all that we are talking about leads to Christ, Jesus Christ said, um, the way, the truth and the life, no one cometh to the father. Except through me. Don't be distracted. Mm -hmm. Don't be confused by all the other religions mm -hmm. that are speaking to your soul. Mm -hmm. It's all a matter in the form of distraction. But today, if you are hearing my voice, it is the voice of the Lord to you, calling you mm -hmm. out to leave every lot that have had you entangled and accept Christ through your confessions. Confess Christ mm -hmm. today and trust and believe. Apply your faith. Let's look at um, um, Revelation chapter 20, verse 12 to 12. It says, And I saw the dead, small grace stand before God. Mm -hmm. And the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. Mm -hmm. And the dead were judged out of those things mm -hmm. which were written in the books according to their works. 
And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. Mm -hmm. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. Mm -hmm. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found in the writ, who was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Lake of fire. This is judgment after death, or even when we live to experience the second coming of Christ. Repeat this prayer after me. If you say, I need Jesus in my life, dear Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross. To save me from my sins. I thank you for forgiving me of my sins. I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you are the Son of God. Come into my heart, dear Jesus. And I'll serve you, Lord Jesus, for the rest of my life. If you confess this prayer after me, in sincerity, believing. That's why I stress that, that you have to believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Mm -hmm. And in Him we live, we move, we have our being. You say, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one cometh to the Father except through me. If you believe this and hold on to it, you are declare you saved, and angels in the heavens are rejoicing for your salvation. Now your name is written. In the Lamb's Book of Life that I wrote about. We want to hear from you. Send us an email. Our information will come on the screen. If you want to look for us, lightweightchurch.com. You know, you could send us an email, your prayer request. Let us hear about you. Also, you, we invite you to um, be part of Lightweight Church. You could join Lightweight Church online. So we are requesting for your membership that you partner with us. Yeah. As we carry the gospel into all parts of the world, all corners of the world, we need partners, and you're going to be our partner. Also, look for the Word of God, Bible, and go all the way to the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read these um, chapters so that you will know more about Jesus Christ. To solidify your salvation. Mm -hmm. And then you could go ahead and read the whole scriptures. But at least you could start from there. To solidify your salvation in the Lord. If you said this prayer and you rededicated your life back to Christ. Maybe you went astray going doing your own thing. So many people saying there's no God and you know all types of stuff. That's what I call the devil talk. The devil talks like that. See it is only the fool. Who says there's no God? That's what the word of God says. God bless you to meet with you again next Sunday. Amen. What a blessing. And Lightweight Church now offers Zoom Sunday School for the children and adults. If you're interested, go ahead and send us your message um, with your information so that we can send you the link to sign up for it. Just go to the Contact Us page and enter the information so that we can send you out the link to join Lightweight Church Sunday School for the youth and for the adults. What a blessing. Well, it has been a blessing coming to you today with the word of the Lord. You know, we talked about bringing down the walls. Amen. We have talked about don't limit God. And now we have talked about getting the lot out of your life. 
Let's go. Let's get to action and allow the Lord to do what he needs to do in your life. Well, we are signing off. It's been a blessing. Don't want to give. People want to give, give them. The I am just missing the marks, huh? To right now, huh, Pastor Daniel? If you feel led to to give, if this word has blessed you, oh glory be to God! If you want to support this ministry, go ahead and go to lightweightchurch.com. And there you can sow your seed, your tithes, and your offering. You know the book. The Bible says in the book of Malachi, "Test me." God wants you to test him and see if he will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. So the blessing is now between you and God. It's not between man and man. It's between you and God. God is saying, test me. See if I won't do it. And if God says, test him, that is a guarantee that he wants you to test him. Before we sign off, uh, I, I received the information that our church, our own mother, uh, um, 